Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and normally what I do is read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. But today I'm not going to read from my book of poetry because I wanted to continue what I was speaking on before we were so rudely interrupted. So what I was sharing is um, anytime that you are making a decision that includes malice, strife, hatred, jealousy, indifference, or the like, and you are stating in your mind that if I do this, I will not lose the person, If the intent is an ill intent, you could still potentially lose that individual. And it may not be in the way that you believe. So I'm going to give you an example. So let's say that you have made up in your mind that you want someone to trust you, but the way that you go about trying to gain their trust, you do it in a deceptive, malicious, hurtful, vindictive, manipulative manner. That doesn't mean that you're not going to gain that, that you will gain that person's trust. In fact, it may backfire and it will most likely backfire because we reap what we sow. So if the intent is to divide or to separate or to sabotage a relationship, even if it is sabotaged in the way that you intended it, you have exposed yourself in a different light. And by exposing yourself in a different light, that individual or those individuals will not view you the same ever again. So you will lose trust. You could potentially lose trust. You could lose a level of, it's just, you can lose a lot. You can lose the the bond. You could lose the understanding. You could lose the empathy. You could lose the compassion. You could lose a lot. And so I believe that one of the reasons why it's imperative for people to count up the cost. Now, keep in mind, I know that I'm speaking in terms of someone being on the spectrum. So their processing skills are not going to be equivalent in a lot of ways. However, I'm speaking to those who truly get what it is that I'm trying to say. You've got to be mindful of why you do the things that you do. Because if the intent behind why you do the things that you do is to sabotage a reputation, to sabotage a relationship, to sabotage whatever, then that's something, there's something that's happening within you. There's something that's going on within you that's not right, whether it be chemical imbalance, whether it be emotional insecurity, whatever it is, there's something within you that's just not right. Some of that could be addressed through therapy. Y'all know I'm an advocate for therapy. 
However, just make sure that when you even when you it comes to therapy and counselors and things like that. The Bible says something about you shall know them by the fruit they bear. Pay attention to the conversations, pay attention to the advice that's been given, pay attention to the source, use your senses, so to speak, because just like they say, all money is not good money. All information is not good information. And so if if you get certain pieces of information or if you get certain information and it's mishandled or it's misapplied, it could cause a lot of damage. If you have an imagination that does not have structure, is not rightfully guided, you for some people, your imagination, I mean... I don't even want to go on that tangent because it could we could be here all night. But pretty much it's like count up the cost. And if you don't know how to do that, like seek wise counsel. If you don't know how to count up the cost, if you don't know that, like, if I do this, this is going to happen, you know, because I'm learning. Even when it comes to dealing with the child on the spectrum. The remorse came four days later. Four days later. So the processing of all of this, the going through all that had to take place, the viewing the reaction and listening to the feedback and everybody else that was involved. The remorse came four days later. So it wasn't an automatic remorse. It wasn't a, oh my goodness, I can't believe what I did. No, it, the initial reaction was, ha ha, mission accomplished. Not thinking about anything other than I want to end this. And I want it to be ended now. Not weighing, not thinking about people and how it was going to impact them. And none of that was considered until later, 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 later on. Understanding the reality. And, and to be honest with you, as I was speaking to some of the professionals, sometimes when you're on the spectrum, you don't even understand to what length, like to I might be using the wrong word. You don't even understand the impact. That's I think that's the word that you may have with certain statements. You don't understand the impact that it causes or the trickling effect that it causes. Um, so, yeah. So this is something that requires people that have degrees and, and all of that. Uh, yeah, I'm just a mama. So. <laughs> I have a degree, but it ain't in this. It's not in this field. So that's where the professionals come in. And so what do you do when your child opts to sabotage your relationship? It's a question that I wanted to ask primarily because I don't have the answers. It's a question that I wanted to ask and a perspective that I wanted to present because a lot of times when we are 
desiring as single parents or single mothers or just a single, well, yeah, single, I'm going to say single parent because that's who I'm talking to. Um, single, I'm not, yeah, anytime that we're in that position, we may not be counting up the cost in that regard. Again, I said, this blindsided me what occurred. I didn't see it coming. Didn't see it coming at all. Didn't see it coming at all. And so I thank God for my support system. I thank God for the people that took the time out to get educated on certain things such as this so that they could provide insight to what it is that I'm experiencing. Um, And after all that I've been through, and this is, I feel like this was like the, (laughs) this was like the straw that broke the camel's back. So after all that I've been through now, because I know I'm going to therapy, but now at this point, I believe group therapy is also vital for me because I need to be able to talk to other parents that have experienced either something similar or who can identify with my pain points in parenting a child on the spectrum. Um, Because one of the reasons being is because I know that it takes a village to raise a child, but I also need to have an even clearer understanding of what it looks like whenever change occurs and create, as was encouraged by my cousin, create a dynamic with my child to where certain situations won't, for the lack of a better word, freak her out or better words, freak her out. So uh, now I'm aware. I hate that it had to happen the way that it happened for me to become consciously aware. Um, But I believe that there is always a silver lining. I believe that there's always a ram in the bush. And I believe that there's always a lesson in the storm. And so, in my honest opinion, what I would say in terms of what would you do if your child opted to sabotage your relationship? First and foremost, if you were to ask me, I would say, Turn it over to God. For those of you who don't believe in God, then my advice becomes, do what gives you peace. For me, the reason why I say turn it over to God is because I know that at this point, I have to be led by his supernatural strength. There's no way that I would be able to go through this without him on my side and holding me up and sending the right people encamped around me to encourage me and to pray for me and to lift me up and to pour back into me because this truly emptied my cup. And so being surrounded by those that will send a text message, just say a word of encouragement and to check on me and to just make sure that I'm good. And I'm praying that everyone involved, when all is said and done, will be able to make the statement to God be all the glory. I'm praying that there will be a divine revelation on every end in terms of this entire experience. 
I'm praying that this makes me a better parent. I'm praying that this makes me a better friend. I'm praying that this makes me a better person because of this. Um, To be able to just look my child in the eyes and be able to say, what does safety look like for you? And to be able to reassure her because I'm not giving up on love. Let me just make that perfectly clear. Regardless of the fact that my child has made it very, very clear on her end how she does not want to lose her mother because I'm all she has. I get that. And now I've got to find a way to convey to her that having a life outside of her is not losing me. It's gaining a better version of me. And so once we're able to make that clear, I'm able to make that clear. And whoever it is that is able to stand by my side and agree with my child that this is how we're going to do this and this is what this is going to look like then I'll be able to live my best life with my purpose partner and a healthy, whole, and happy child. Mind you, I do understand that now that I have more insight on her perspective, it will allow me to, I already believed in my heart that I was quote unquote considering her and my son and everybody else involved, all my kids, receive their input and everything through the whole process. But I have also found this out. Just like seasons change, people's minds change too. And that is something that you have to stay cognitive of. You got to be aware of people's minds change too. So one minute when it looked like it was, oh, just a couple of dates, no big deal. You're good. We're good. We're all good. And then it transpired into, oh, y'all are serious about one another. Then the, the fear crept in unaware, unaware on my part. And so having that thermometer in your parent-child relationships, being able to, to determine the temperature and being able to pick up on certain passive comments, certain aggressive comments, um, and being able to just stop in that moment and be like, what did you mean by that? And you said that because checking in, are you good? Let's talk about it. What are you feeling in this moment? See, I'm learning. And sometimes you learn by experience. And sometimes you learn after what I've just been through. Um, But we should always remain teachable. So I'm still teachable. And I'm still willing to learn. And so as my child has, and she said it today. I am not the same child from a few years ago. I am a brand new person. 
Those were her words. I am not the same child. And you know what? This is what I will tell you. Whenever a child or an adult, it's not limited to a child. So we just going to say whenever someone, whenever someone experiences any level of trauma, excuse me, anytime that they experience any level of trauma, they will not be the same person that they were prior to experiencing that trauma. So when she made that statement, I could wholeheartedly relate to that because trauma changes you. Trauma changes you. And so I know after this, I'm not going to be the same person. So when I spoke earlier about how whenever you are making a decision that you're not going to lose someone, but you plot certain things in order to solidify not losing them, that could backfire on you and you could very well lose them, whether it be physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, or spiritually, the list goes on. Because I am not going to be the same mother that I was before this took place. And in some areas, that may be a good thing. But in other areas, she may look back and reflect and be like, wow, it's not the same. Because anytime trauma takes place, it changes people. What would you do if your child opted to sabotage your relationship. And the sad thing is sometimes if they're not careful and if you're not careful, you could look up and while they're trying to sabotage a different relationship, they could inadvertently sabotage their relationship with you. And so this is why it's imperative in my honest opinion that we count up the cost, that we keep the lines of communication open, that we do not take people for granted, that we do not take circumstances for granted, and that we learn to speak our truth in love. Whether it's good, bad, ugly, or indifferent. Because a lot of times when we make up our minds to make decisions for other people, we are entering into a dangerous arena making choices for other people without giving them their will to be able to make those choices, that's robbing them. That won't make you appear to be a friend. It does the opposite. When you rob someone of anything, it makes you appear to be their enemy. And a lot of times, although that was not your intention, was to make your parent, your enemy, or to make your child your enemy. When you're not counting up the cost and you're making decisions based off of selfish reasons, there's major consequences to that. So I just wanted to make sure that I concluded that episode because we were so rudely interrupted. 
I do hope that this blesses someone, encourages someone. Remember, here on this episode, we can agree to disagree. I am not a psychologist. I am not a psychiatrist. I am not a therapist. I'm merely a person who is going through life. My desire is to remarry. That is the reason why this is called the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. But I talk about my real situations. I try to live as transparent as possible in hopes that I help someone not make the same mistakes that I do and make the great choices that I've made. However, that applies to you. Hopefully, you'll be better. Because of something you've heard on my episodes, hopefully you'll reflect and be like, yeah, I can relate. Hopefully, if nothing else, you laugh because, you know, I do say some funny stuff on here. I'm not trying to be no comedian. You know, I just be trying to keep it 100. But anyway, so, yes, here on this podcast, the Dear Future Hubby podcast, I do my best to stay raw, real and wise And when I go through real things, it may take a moment for me to figure out how to articulate and convey what it is that I'm going through. A lot of times I feel like I got to walk on eggshells for a whole bunch of apparent reasons. But I try my best to remain transparent because, first of all, I know if you're anything like me, you get sick and tired of dealing with fake folk. So (laughs) I try to be as real and transparent as possible. So I do hope that this episode encourages someone. And I really hope that there's very few people that have gone through what I've experienced. But if, if you have been that person that has gone through something similar to what I've experienced, and you can totally relate to how it has an impact on your heart, mind, body, and soul, I'll keep you in my prayers. And I'm talking about my fervent and righteous prayers, because although I hear this too shall pass, when you're going through the storm, it seems like that passing part is going to take forever. And I pray that God will continue to draw nigh to the brokenhearted and the contrite in spirit. Because once again, y'all, I don't know how many times my heart can break. I can tell you that much. I need, you know, do y'all remember it was a movie? I believe the name of the movie was called The Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Okay. By Tyler Perry. When I tell y'all, when I tell y'all, let me say this for the whole world to hear. I am ready for that man who God has called in my life to come to restore. There's been so much trauma in my life. There's been so much. It's just been a lot, y'all. And I know I know a lot of y'all saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit are like, girl, that man is Jesus. Okay, so that might work for you. But I am a single mother, (laughs) divorced mother. And yes, I love Jesus. Lord knows I do. I do. I do. But I am ready for the the tangible blessing. Do y'all hear me? The tangible man of God that God has chosen for me or I choose for myself and he ordains it. However it works, I'm ready for that man that was meant for me to help me go through what I'm going through. So I ain't got to go through it by myself all the time. It gets to a point 
and I'm just keeping it 100, that you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. I've been past that a long time ago. And yes, I've, I've stayed faithful. I've stayed diligent. I've stayed prayerful. I've done all of that. But at the end of the day, my desire has not changed. I desire to be with my life purpose partner. I desire to be my life purpose partner's help mate. That has not changed for me, despite everything that I've been through. And that may be the song that I sing until I no longer have breath in my body. Some people can be content with being by themselves for the rest of their lives. I'm here to tell you that is not my testimony. Okay. (laughs) So just in case there was a question mark, hopefully I can put that period where that question mark is at because yeah, I'm not her. I'm not that person. My desire has remained the same. Hence, that's why this is called the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. (laughs) So with that being said, I'm going to end this episode. I hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But please do me a huge favor and take care of yourselves because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye. And thank you for listening.